You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. The cold breath of history whispers through the Ural Mountains, a sprawling range straddling the boundary between Europe and Asia. Amidst its craggy peaks and deep valleys, wrapped in a veil of snow, hides a mystery that has endured for more than six decades. This tale isn't spun from the threads of fantasy or fiction. It is brutally real, and it remains one of the most disturbing, unexplainable incidents of the 20th century, the Dyatlov Pass incident. The year was 1959. The setting was the Soviet Union, in the throes of the Cold War, a period when secrets were currency and silence was often more telling than words. It was in this tense, secretive world that a group of nine enthusiastic young hikers, skilled and optimistic, embarked on a journey through the unforgiving heart of the Ural Mountains. Their goal was to conquer the elements and return with the satisfaction of having tamed a formidable challenge. However, their journey, rather than a testament to human resilience, became a chilling chronicle of mystery and dread. They disappeared without a trace, their fate unknown, their story hanging unfinished in the icy winds of the Urals. Days turned into weeks, and then months, with the relentless winter keeping its secrets. When the snow finally relinquished its grasp, the discovery made by the search parties was not one of relief, but of deep, unsettling horror. The hikers abandoned camp, their scattered belongings, the bodies found in inexplicably bizarre conditions, each clue only deep in the enigma, painting a picture that defied logic and understanding. As you traverse the haunting timeline of this incident, the chilling details will draw you in. They will provoke thoughts, incite theories, and leave you grappling with the seemingly supernatural. In a world where every mystery seems solvable, the Dyatlov Pass incident remains an intriguing exception, a puzzle that continues to resist explanation. Welcome to the heart of the Ural Mountains. Welcome to the Dyatlov Pass incident, an enduring enigma frozen in time. As you delve into this chilling narrative, remember, the mountains keep their secrets well. But perhaps, just perhaps, we can begin to uncover the truth that lies buried beneath the snow. Chapter 1 Introduction to the Incident The year was 1959, a moment in history when the world was precariously balanced on the knife edge of the Cold War. As nations danced around each other in a taut political ballet, an undercurrent of anticipation hummed through the air, charging every moment with an indefinable edge. Far from the political epicenters, away from the shadowy alcoves of secret meetings and veiled threats, lay the Ural Mountains. A natural boundary between the European and Asian continents, these mountains stretched like a colossal spine across western Russia. Peaks rose high into the sky, clothed in dense pine forests that faded into white as altitude took its toll. Here, 
winter was a relentless master, painting the landscape with a palette of frost and snow. It was in the Siberian city of Sverdlovsk, now known as Ekaterinburg, that our protagonists took center stage. Bright and young, they were students and graduates from the Ural Polytechnic Institute. Each was a member of the Institute's sports club and an experienced grade 2 hiker with aspirations to earn their grade 3 certification. This certification, the highest available, required them to navigate a 300-kilometer trek through challenging terrain. And so, the Ural Mountains called to them, promising both adventure and the accolade they desired. Igor Dyatlov, a 23-year-old radio engineering student, led the team. His reputation for seriousness and discipline was only rivaled by his passion for the outdoors. By his side stood Zina Kalmogorova, a radiant individual with a hearty laugh that belied her physical strength and resilience. There were seven others, each unique, each drawn to the thrill of adventure, each unaware of the chilling tale their names would soon headline. As they prepared for their expedition, enthusiasm filled the frosty air, merging with the scent of cold leather and musty maps. Laughter echoed within the Institute's walls as they packed their rucksacks with essential gear. Little did they know, they were not just packing for an ordinary adventure but for a journey that would etch their names in the annals of unsolved mysteries. Thus, as the political world bristled and the Urals stood silent in their icy grandeur, the stage was set. An adventure was about to commence, an adventure that would morph into a mystery as enigmatic and unforgiving as the mountains themselves. Amidst the hustle and bustle of Sverdlovsk city, the nine adventurous souls, full of ambition and youth, prepared to make their mark. They were a mix of vibrant personalities and skilled hikers, bound by a shared love for adventure and the camaraderie it engendered. Igor Dyatlov, their elected leader, was a quiet force. He had an air of determination that was infectious, inspiring his friends with his unwavering focus. Besides his leadership, his prowess in radio engineering was indispensable, given the wilderness they were about to enter. His closest companion, Zina Kalmogorova, was a beacon of strength and spirit. She combined her love for hiking with a vibrant personality that could spark joy even amidst the harshest elements. Then there was Yuri Doroshenko, a giant of a man with blonde hair and an incredible capacity to withstand cold, and Yuri Yuri Yudin Yefimovic Kravanaskenko, an outgoing individual with a gift for the guitar. His songs were the heartbeat of the group, echoing around the campfire and filling the nights with warmth and companionship. Ludmila Luda Alexandrovna Dubinino was the youngest of the group. Her passion for photography was only surpassed by her love for hiking. She was spirited and steadfast, not easily discouraged by the hard conditions of trekking. Another key member of the group was Alexander Kalevatov, a physics student known for his intellect and practical skills, making him a vital asset to the team. There were three more, Rustam Slobodin, an electrical engineer known for his sportsmanship and grace under pressure, Nikolai Thibobrignols, the joker of the group with an engineering degree and a keen sense of humor, and Semyon Zolotaryov, the oldest member, a war veteran who joined the group last minute, seeking to satisfy his love for adventure. Each member brought something unique to the group, from levity and camaraderie to skills and leadership. As they charted their course, 
the anticipation was palpable. With their final destination chosen, the imposing mountain known to the indigenous Monsi as Dead Mountain, they set their sights on the journey of a lifetime. Their bond, tested by previous expeditions, was stronger than ever. Little did they know that their camaraderie would be their last solace in the face of an unthinkable fate. Together they embarked, carried forward by laughter, hope, and a shared dream that would soon become a shared enigma. With their gear assembled, their route planned, and their spirits high, the nine adventurers embarked on their journey. Their destination, the northern tip of the Ural Mountains, was a remote region known for its biting winds and brutal cold. The final stretch of their path would take them over Otorton, a name translating to Don't Go There in the local Monsi language. Unfazed by its ominous moniker, the group viewed it as the ultimate challenge. They set out on January 25th, a typical winter day, bracing against the icy Siberian air. Excitement danced in their eyes as they boarded a train to Ivdal, the town closest to their starting point. Amidst the rattling of the train on the tracks, they shared stories and sang songs, a symphony of joy and anticipation echoing through the carriage. Their journey continued by truck to Vizhay, then by sled to the last inhabited settlement, 41st Settlement. From there, they would venture into the wild on foot, leaving behind civilization and its comforts. Before they left, Igor Dyatlov sent a letter to their sports club, promising to send a telegram as soon as they returned, which he anticipated to be around February 12th. With these final words to the outside world, they plunged into the wilderness, their trail soon swallowed by the swirling snow. Days passed. They trekked through dense forest, crossed frozen rivers, and climbed steep ridges, marking their progress on maps with frozen fingers. Campfires offered fleeting warmth in the evenings their flames flickering against the vast, inscrutable wilderness. Every night, they huddled together in their shared tent, their breath frosting in the air, their dreams filled with visions of the journey's end. On February 1st, they began to ascend the slope leading to Otorton. However, worsening weather conditions, snowstorms and reducing visibility forced them off their intended route. Instead of moving towards the mountain pass for shelter, they found themselves on the exposed eastern slope of Kolat Syakul, known in Monsi as the Mountain of the Dead. Deciding to set up camp on the slope rather than move downhill to a forested area might have seemed perplexing, but Dietlov possibly didn't want to lose the distance they had covered, or perhaps he wanted to practice camping on the mountain slope. That night, the group pitched their tent on that barren, wind-battered slope, not knowing that this would be their last campfire their last shared meal, their last night together. The stage was set for a tragedy that would puzzle the world for decades to come. As they drifted to sleep that night, the mountain, under its blanket of white, held its breath, harboring a secret it would never reveal. Chapter 2 Discovery of the Mystery February 12th arrived, the date Dietlov had mentioned in his letter. There was no telegram, no news from the group, and unease began to ripple through their families and friends. The following days were punctuated by an unnerving silence. As the delay extended, worry turned into dread. By February 20th, the absence of contact had become alarming, 
and the head of the Ural Polytechnic Institute dispatched the first search party. Initially, it comprised volunteers, students, and teachers, familiar faces who had shared laughter and lessons with the missing group. Armed with hope, they plunged into the icy wilderness, praying for a sign, a clue to the fate of their friends. The local law enforcement and military soon joined the search, bringing with them planes and helicopters, their propellers stirring up flurries of snow as they scoured the landscape from above. From high up, the Urals were a stunning spectacle of white and gray. But to the searchers, each hill, each valley was a potential hiding place for their lost friends. Days turned into weeks under the vast Siberian sky. The searchers braved the icy winds and relentless snowfall, their determination unyielding. Trudging through knee-deep snow, they navigated the frozen wilderness, their breaths puffing out in the frigid air, their hearts pounding with a mix of hope and dread. It was on February 26th that their worst fears began to take form. The sight that met their eyes on the desolate slope of Kolat Cycle was one that would stay with them forever. Amidst the stark whiteness, the bright orange fabric of a tent stood out, a chilling beacon in the otherwise pristine landscape. It was the campsite of the Dietlov group, but not as one would expect to find it. The tent was damaged and partially buried in snow, a testament to a frantic departure. It appeared to have been cut open from the inside. And thus began a new chapter in the expedition's story. From an adventurous journey, it had turned into a desperate search and was now morphing into an unsolved mystery. The Dietlov group had been found but not as the searchers had hoped. The missing adventurers had transformed into a haunting enigma, one that was just beginning to unfold. In the heart of the Urals, surrounded by the unforgiving white expanse, the abandoned campsite exuded an eerie silence. The searchers moved cautiously, their breath catching in their throats as they approached the bright spot of orange, the hiker's tent. The scene before them was not one of a typical campsite. It seemed more like a tableau of chaos frozen in time. Their tent, sturdy and capable of withstanding harsh weather, bore jagged holes that had seemingly been cut from the inside. This discovery was as puzzling as it was troubling. Inside, the group's belongings were scattered, left behind in a state of disarray. Their rations were neatly arranged, ready for a meal that was never consumed. Warm clothing, boots, and other essential gear lay undisturbed, as if waiting for their owner's return. Most eerie of all, a camera was found positioned on a stand, as if set to capture something of significance. Yet, the film contained only everyday images of their journey, shots of the group in high spirits, the path they had traversed, and the treacherous terrain they had yet to conquer. There were no clues in these images, only reminders of a journey abruptly and inexplicably halted. Around the campsite, footprints were etched into the snow, leading away from the tent. But these were not orderly tracks of experienced hikers. They were disorderly, meandering, evidence of people in disarray or panic. Most peculiarly, some were barefoot or socked, suggesting a hasty departure without time for proper footwear. Each discovery, each piece of the puzzle, only seemed to deepen the mystery. The experienced hikers had abandoned their shelter and gear in the middle of a bitter night, 
venturing into the frigid wilderness ill-dressed for survival. As the searchers pieced together this bizarre scenario, unease began to creep into their minds. The isolated mountains cave was devoid of any signs of avalanche or other natural disasters that might explain such a panicked exit. Nor were there footprints or indications of any other parties that might have posed a threat. The campsite, in its strange state, seemed to pose more questions than it answered. The Dietlov group had vanished into the night, leaving behind a scene that defied understanding, in a mystery that was just starting to unfold. Following the eerie trail of footprints from the tent, the searchers pressed on. Their hearts were heavy as they traced the hiker's hasty path. The landscape was brutally cold, the kind of cold that seemed to seep into your bones, making even breathing feel like a chore. It was unimaginable how the hikers had endured it without their boots and heavy clothing. The first bodies they found were those of Yuri Doroshenko and Yuri Kravanaskenko, positioned near the remnants of a small fire under a large pine tree at the forest's edge. The location was nearly a mile downhill from the tent. Their frozen hands were burnt and raw, a testament to a futile attempt to warm themselves. Most disturbingly, they were only in their underwear, seemingly oblivious or indifferent to the fatal cold. It was a chilling scene that tugged at the heartstrings of even the most seasoned searchers. Why had these experienced hikers left the relative safety of their tent to face the ruthless elements so underdressed? Between the pine tree and the camp, the bodies of Dietlov, Kalmogorova, and Slobodin were discovered, spread out on the snow. The positioning of their bodies suggested that they had been trying to return to the camp, but the bitter cold had defeated them. Kalmogorova's hands were clasped around a small birch branch perhaps a desperate attempt to gather firewood. Weeks later, as the snow began to melt and give way to the approaching spring, the remaining four hikers were found in a ravine further into the woods. They were better dressed than the others, suggesting that they had survived longer or had taken clothes from those who had perished earlier. Yet, this group bore horrific injuries, including skull fractures and chest trauma, injuries too severe to be attributed to falls or human attacks. In the silent wilderness, the grim discovery of the hikers' bodies only deepened the mystery. Each piece of evidence, each heartbreaking sight seemed to ask the same question, what had driven these seasoned hikers from the safety of their tent into the deadly grip of the winter night? As the searchers stared into the icy expanse, the mountains seemed to guard their secrets with an inscrutable, silent vigil. The truth, it appeared, was as elusive as the shadows that danced on the snowy slopes. Chapter 3 The Tangle of Intrigue As the searchers looked deeper into the Dietlov Pass incident, they discovered a slew of peculiarities that made the case even more enigmatic. Every detail, every observation seemed to add a layer of complexity, making the event less of an accident and more of a labyrinth and puzzle. Firstly, the tent had been slashed open from the inside, implying the group had been in such a hurry or panic that they hadn't bothered with the tent's entrance. Inside the tent, their personal belongings, equipment, and even shoes were left behind, untouched. The meal they'd prepared was not eaten, and their planned route was marked clearly on the map. It was as if they had been interrupted in the middle of their routine, driven to flight by something unimaginable. 
Secondly, the footprints leading away from the camp were inconsistent with the idea of a violent or chaotic escape. They showed an orderly descent down the slope, as if they were walking at a normal pace. Some prints suggested that the hikers were barefoot or wearing socks, a fact that contradicted the severe weather conditions of the night they disappeared. Thirdly, the positions and conditions of the bodies found were incredibly puzzling. While some hikers were found barely clothed, others had layered up, even wearing clothes that belonged to their comrades who had died earlier. Even more baffling were the severe injuries found on some of the bodies, injuries that suggested great force but showed no external signs like bruises or cuts. Adding to the mystery were the traces of radioactivity found on some of the hikers' clothing and the reports of strange orange orbs seen in the sky on the night of their disappearance. Was it a coincidence, or was it something more sinister, connected to their untimely end? Every single one of these oddities deepened the enigma, turning the Dietloff Pass incident into a cold case full of chilling anomalies. It seemed that the Ural Mountains, in their silent, frosty expanse, had swallowed not only nine lives but also the answers that could bring peace to their restless spirits. Each new detail that came to light seemed to pull the truth further into the shadows, making the mystery more fascinating and more perplexing in equal measure. The initial investigation into the Dyatlov Pass incident was handled by experienced Soviet investigators, seasoned in their trade, yet the perplexing case even left them confounded. Officially, the operation was led by Prosecutor Tempelov, a man known for his thoroughness and attention to detail. Yet even his meticulous approach was tested by the enigma that the case posed. Upon reaching the eerie scene, the investigators meticulously combed the area. They made detailed observations of the abandoned camp, the hikers' footprints, and the location and state of each body. Forensic examinations were conducted revealing internal injuries consistent with a high-speed crash but, inexplicably, without any external signs of trauma. No footprints of any other party were found in the vicinity, ruling out the possibility of an external human threat. The autopsy reports added another twist to the mystery. The official cause of death for the initial five bodies found was hypothermia, while the remaining four showed fatal injuries. Semyon Zolotaryov and Nicholas the Bobrignolel had major skull damage, and Alexander Zolotaryov and Ludmila Dubinina had massive chest fractures. These injuries couldn't be caused by human force, as stated by Boris Vozrozdeny, the doctor who examined the bodies. The case had no shortage of baffling elements. Reports of a piece of cloth from one of the hikers' clothes registering high levels of radiation further complicated matters. Even stranger, eyewitnesses from a weather station several kilometers away reported seeing strange orange spheres in the night sky around the time of the incident. Despite their best efforts, the investigators could not establish a satisfactory explanation for the hikers' deaths. They could not fathom what could have driven the experienced hikers from the safety of their tent into the deadly cold without their essential gear, or explain the cause of their inexplicable injuries. The Soviet authorities closed the case in May 1959, barely three months after the bodies were found. The final report stated that the hikers died because of an unknown compelling force which the hikers were unable to overcome. 
The cryptic phrasing was as frustrating as it was unsatisfying, leaving more questions than answers in its wake. The official conclusion, vague and inconclusive, seemed to add more to the enigma rather than bring closure to the baffling case. As word of the Dyatlov Pass incident spread, it ignited a public reaction filled with shock, bewilderment, and an insatiable curiosity. In a society used to closely guarded state secrets, the incident offered a window into a chilling and gripping mystery that drew both ordinary people and amateur sleuths alike. Family members, friends, and fellow students of the hikers were left grappling with grief and an endless string of questions. They couldn't reconcile the image of the capable, seasoned hikers they knew with the bizarre circumstances of their death. The cryptic conclusion of the investigator's report, unknown compelling force, offered no comfort, no closure. The local Monsi people, indigenous to the region, found themselves under scrutiny, given their knowledge of the terrain and rumors of their displeasure over outsiders entering their sacred lands. Yet, with no evidence pointing towards them and their peaceful reputation, they too were soon discarded as suspects, deepening the mystery further. In the wider public sphere, the incident became a hot topic of conversation. The reports of high radiation levels, the strange injuries, and the mention of orange orbs in the sky sparked a wave of speculations. Was it a military experiment gone wrong, a case of extraterrestrial involvement, or a supernatural force at play? The unanswered questions turned the Dyatlov Pass incident into a tantalizing puzzle for armchair detectives around the globe. As years passed, the incident refused to fade away into obscurity. Instead, it gained a cult-like status, with countless articles, books, and documentaries examining and re-examining the evidence, offering new theories, and speculating on the possible causes. The lack of a clear answer only added to the allure of the mystery, drawing countless enthusiasts into its intriguing fold. In the public eye, the Dyatlov Pass incident transformed from a tragic expedition into an enduring enigma, a symbol of the inexplicable and the unknown. The intrigue of the unsolved mystery, the challenge it posed to human understanding, kept the memory of the ill-fated hikers alive, their story continuously retold and revisited, echoing across the decades as a haunting reminder of the unexplained mystery tucked away in the Ural Mountains. Chapter 4. Weighing the Theories the mystery surrounding the Dyatlov Pass incident inspired a wealth of theories in the ensuing years, each attempting to rationalize the puzzling event through the lens of natural phenomena. These theories, while diverse in their reasoning, attempted to pin down the unexplained with the understandable, to attribute the bizarre occurrences to known forces of nature. One of the most prevailing theories pointed towards an avalanche. The idea was that the experienced hikers, Realizing the imminent danger of a potential avalanche, cut through their tent in a panicked rush and fled downhill. This could explain their hasty departure without proper clothing or gear. Yet critics argued that the location showed no classic signs of an avalanche and the footprints of the hikers remained undisturbed by any such event. Another hypothesis proposed was the infrasound theory put forth by American author Donnie Icar after an extensive investigation into the incident. He suggested that a wind phenomenon known as a Carmon Vortex streak could have produced terrifying infrasound. 
This low-frequency sound can cause feelings of unease, panic, and even hallucinations. The hikers, according to this theory, might have been driven to madness by the unsettling noise, leading them to abandon the safety of their tent. Alternatively, some theorize the possibility of a violent windstorm, such as a hurricane or a tornado, which could have startled the group and forced them to seek shelter in the woods. The injuries could have resulted from the debris carried by the storm or a subsequent fall into the ravine. Yet another natural phenomenon theory suggested the presence of paradoxical undressing, a known behavior in cases of severe hypothermia where victims feel an intense sensation of heat and thus undress, leading to faster heat loss and eventual death. Each of these natural phenomenon theories offered an intriguing possibility. However, none could fully encompass the strange circumstances surrounding the Dyatlov Pass incident. Each explanation seemed to answer a part of the puzzle while simultaneously posing more questions. The insistence on logical explanations seemed to fall short in the face of the enigma, hinting that the truth might lie in more obscure corners. The natural phenomenon theories, despite their scientific rationale, failed to put to rest the haunting mystery that loomed over the Ural Mountains. While the theories of natural phenomena offered rational explanations for the Dyatlov Pass incident, there were those who leaned towards human involvement and government intervention theories. These theories, packed with intrigue and shadowy implications, aimed to untangle the mystery from a perspective of deliberate actions and cover-ups. One such theory suggested that the hikers had inadvertently trespassed into a secret military testing site. The presence of radiation on some of the victims' clothing, the reported sightings of orange orbs in the sky, and the initial secrecy surrounding the incident by the Soviet authorities, all fueled speculation of a military cover-up. Critics of this theory argue that the lack of direct physical evidence and the presence of the hikers' undisturbed footprints counter the likelihood of a military involvement. A related theory proposed that the hikers had been the unfortunate victims of a weapons testing program. The nature of the injuries sustained by some of the victims too severe for humans to cause but with no external signs led to speculation about a secret sonic or energy weapon test gone awry. Another angle considered was the involvement of the local Monsi people. Some proposed that the hikers could have violated sacred lands or unknowingly provoked the Monsi, leading to an attack. Yet, the absence of additional footprints and the peaceful reputation of the Monsi people countered this argument. An even darker theory suggested a cover-up by the KGB, the Soviet Union's main security agency. In this theory, the hikers were undercover KGB agents sent to deliver radioactive samples or spy on Western adversaries, only to be killed to silence them. Each human intervention theory seemed tantalizingly plausible, given the geopolitical climate of the time and the perplexing details of the incident. But they all faced the same conundrum, a lack of concrete evidence to substantiate their claims. The theories of human and government intervention, as captivating as they were, remained in the realm of speculation, only adding to the tangled web that made up the Dyatlov Pass mystery. The enigma seemed to elude every attempt at understanding, turning away from the touch of reason and evidence, almost as if it wished to preserve its mystique. As the natural and human intervention theories struggled to provide a comprehensive explanation for the Dyatlov Pass incident, 
the door was left wide open for the more unconventional interpretations, the paranormal and extraterrestrial theories. While considered fringe by many, these theories tapped into the part of human nature that relishes the unexplained, the eerie, and the otherworldly. For some, the strange circumstances surrounding the incident could only be explained through supernatural phenomena. Tales of the local Monsi people, speaking of the Dead Mountain and the Mountain of the Dead where the incident took place, spurred tales of cursed lands and malicious spirits. Some believe the hikers had fallen foul of these supernatural entities, their gruesome end of punishment for intruding into the spirit realm. Equally intriguing were the theories of extraterrestrial involvement. The presence of radiation, the severe injuries inexplicable by human standards, and the reports of glowing orbs in the sky around the time of the incident all converged to suggest the possibility of an alien encounter. Those advocating for this theory argued that the hikers may have stumbled upon an alien landing site or were subject to some form of extraterrestrial experiment. One of the more outlandish theories even suggested a Yeti-like creature, referencing a photo taken by the hikers showing a blurry figure in the distance. Dubbed the snowman's frame, it stirred imaginations but was generally dismissed as an out-of-focus hiker. Although captivating and even chilling, these paranormal and extraterrestrial theories suffered from a critical lack of concrete evidence. They existed more as tantalizing narratives that played on the fascination with the unknown, providing a thrilling if not particularly plausible interpretation of the Dyatlov Pass incident. Despite their controversial nature, these theories offered something that perhaps the more grounded explanations couldn't a brush with the uncanny, a sense of mystery and wonder that defied comprehension. They reminded us that despite our technological progress and scientific advancements, there remained corners of our world that still eluded our understanding, experiences that transcended our logical frameworks. Chapter 5. Unending Search for Truth The allure of the Dyatlov Pass incident, the seductive enigma it presented, drew many independent investigators into its orbit, each determined to peel back the layers of mystery that surrounded it. Frustrated with the lack of answers and the conflicting theories, these individuals brought new perspectives and insights into the investigation, reigniting interest and hope of resolution. Among them was Yuri Kontsevich, who attended the hikers' funerals as a young boy and later became the head of the Diet Law Foundation. He dedicated his life to unraveling the truth behind the incident, tirelessly sifting through archives, interviewing witnesses, and even visiting the site of the incident. Kuntsevich's contributions provided invaluable resources for other investigators and kept the memory of the hikers alive. Another significant figure was American author Donnie Icar, who conducted an extensive investigation for his book Dead Mountain, the untold true story of the Dyatlov Pass incident. Icar consulted experts, meteorologists, and even a NASA scientist in his quest for answers. His research led him to propose the infrasound theory, offering a fresh perspective on the incident. Then there was Keith McCloskey, a British researcher, who delved into the incident for his book Mountain of the Dead, the Dyatlov Pass incident. McCloskey explored various theories, including the possibility of military involvement and secret testing programs. His work not only provided a comprehensive exploration of existing theories but also proposed new avenues for investigation.
These independent investigations, along with many others, reinvigorated the quest for answers, providing fresh insights and keeping the flame of curiosity burning. They brought together a community of enthusiasts, researchers, and truth-seekers, all united in their quest to unravel the mystery of the Dyatlov Pass. These independent investigations transformed the incident from a historical curiosity into an ongoing, active investigation, keeping the story alive and engaging for generations. It was a testament to the enduring appeal of the mystery, a symbol of humanity's relentless pursuit of the truth, no matter how elusive it may prove to be. The quest to unlock the enigma of the Dyatlov Pass incident was bolstered by technological advancements that allowed investigators to delve deeper and illuminate facets of the case that were previously shrouded in mystery. The advent of new technologies re-energized the investigations, presenting fresh possibilities for understanding the incident. One significant development was the use of computer simulations. Using these, Investigators recreated the environment and conditions on that fateful February night, allowing them to test various theories in a virtual landscape. For instance, a Swedish research team used simulation technologies to support the avalanche theory, showing how a specific slab avalanche could have occurred under the right conditions. Further advancements in forensic science offered new ways to analyze the evidence. Modern DNA testing for instance, allowed researchers to re-examine the hikers' remains and belongings for clues that might have been missed during the initial investigations. The emergence of radiocarbon dating techniques also provided a means to accurately determine the age of physical evidence. In the digital age, the Internet played a pivotal role in fueling interest in the Dyatlov Pass incident. Online communities formed, fostering discussion, debate, and collaboration among amateur sleuths, researchers, and enthusiasts from all over the world. The Internet's power to disseminate information and connect people allowed for the exchange of ideas and theories on a global scale, breathing new life into the investigation. Drones and satellite imaging technology also played a role, enabling investigators to explore the remote past from new perspectives without the risks associated with physical exploration of the harsh terrain. The impact of these technological advances cannot be overstated. They breathed new life into a decades-old mystery, allowing for fresh perspectives and a more thorough analysis. Although these advancements have not yet provided a definitive answer to the mystery of the Dyatlov Pass, they have contributed to a deeper understanding of the incident shining a light into the darkness that has long shrouded this tragic event. And perhaps, with further advancements on the horizon, the mystery might one day be finally laid to rest. In the face of relentless public intrigue and new findings brought forward by independent investigations, there came a resurgence of official interest in the Dyatlov Pass incident. The mystery, far from fading into the annals of history, had grown in prominence, compelling authorities to revisit this cold case. In 2019, Russian authorities, prompted by the sustained public fascination and the flurry of new theories, announced a reinvestigation of the incident. Although they limited their scope to three explanations, an avalanche, a snow slab, or a hurricane, the renewed attention by the government signaled an acknowledgement of the lingering questions surrounding the incident. Andrei Kuryakov, 
the deputy head of the Ural's Federal District Directorate of the Prosecutor General's Office, led the new investigation. He promised to test and verify all the available theories except for those that implicated alien or mysterious beings, reflecting an approach grounded in rational explanation. The investigators returned to the Dyatlov Pass, equipped with modern tools and techniques, from drone mapping to georadar studies. They reconstructed the events, reassessed the old evidence, and conducted experiments, all in an attempt to provide a more concrete answer to the Dyatlov enigma. In 2020, the official verdict of the investigation pointed towards an avalanche as the most likely cause of the hiker's demise. The investigators believed that the avalanche, combined with the harsh weather conditions and the hiker's unfortunate decision to camp on a slope, led to the tragedy. However, this conclusion was met with skepticism by some. Critics argued that it failed to address all the peculiarities of the case and was an attempt by the authorities to close the book on the incident once and for all. Regardless of the controversy surrounding the official conclusion, the renewed official interest in the Dyatlov Pass incident demonstrated the persistent allure of this unsolved mystery. The story continued to captivate, to intrigue, and to defy explanation, refusing to be confined to the past. Despite the passage of time, the incident at Dyatlov Pass remained a living enigma, its resolution still hanging in the icy Siberian air. Chapter 6 Recent Developments and the Legacy of Dyatlov Pass in 2020, following a rigorous investigation replete with modern techniques and extensive fieldwork, the Russian authorities announced their official verdict on the Dyatlov Pass incident. The conclusion brought a certain sense of finality, but not without its share of controversy and skepticism. The man at the center of this renewed investigation, Andrei Kuryakov, addressed a world still captivated by the Dyatlov mystery. He announced that the investigators had concluded the deaths of the nine hikers were caused by a combination of an avalanche and the sub-zero temperatures on that fateful February night in 1959. Kuryakov and his team proposed that an avalanche, likely a small slab one, had been triggered in the hours after the group had cut into the slope to set up their camp. This unexpected rush of snow had caught the hikers in their sleep causing severe injuries to some and forcing the group to evacuate their tent hurriedly. The severe cold and their disorientation in the dark would have done the rest. To support this theory, they had used computer simulations, which showed that under the right conditions, an avalanche could occur on the slope where the hikers had pitched their tent. This was coupled with modern forensic analysis of the injuries sustained by the hikers, which mirrored those often found in avalanche victims. Yet, this official verdict met with a cold reception from some quarters. Critics pointed out that it failed to address several peculiarities, such as the absence of physical signs of an avalanche, the undamaged tent, the state of undress of the hikers, and why they had ventured so far from their campsite in such deadly cold. The official verdict offered a plausible, if not universally accepted, explanation. However, it did little to quell the intrigue surrounding the Dyatlov Pass incident. In some ways, it only added to the mystery, spawning more questions and leaving the door open for further debate and investigation. The Dyatlov Pass incident, it seemed, was not ready to fade into obscurity just yet. 
Despite the closure provided by the 2020 official verdict, the Diet Love Pass incident continues to be characterized by a perplexing array of unanswered questions. These lingering uncertainties have given the incident its enduring allure, spawning countless theories that attempt to shed light on the unknown. One of the most vexing questions concerns the hikers' strange decision to leave their tent, inadequately dressed for the harsh winter night. Why would seasoned hikers abandon the relative safety of their tent, venturing into the unforgiving cold and darkness? This question becomes even more baffling considering the calm and organized manner in which they seem to have left, slicing the tent from the inside and walking away in a single file. Equally puzzling are the unusual injuries some of the hikers sustained. While three of the hikers had fatal injuries often associated with high-velocity impacts, there were no external wounds on their bodies, nor were there signs of struggle or conflict. How did these injuries occur, and why were others in the group spared from such harm? Furthermore, why were two of the hikers found with radioactive clothing? Where did the radioactivity originate from? and could it have contributed to the group's demise? This facet of the mystery has fueled a plethora of theories, involving everything from secret military tests to extraterrestrial encounters. Another lingering question is why experienced hikers like Dietlov and his group chose to set up camp on an exposed slope, rather than seeking the relative safety of the nearby woodland? This decision seems to go against their demonstrated knowledge and experience and the reasons for this fateful choice remain elusive. These unanswered questions form the heart of the Dietlov Pass mystery. They have, over the decades, inspired a legion of armchair detectives, professional investigators, and curious minds to grapple with the mystery, each hoping to unravel the secrets frozen in time on that snowy Siberian slope. Today, over six decades since the puzzling incident unfolded, the Dietlov Pass incident continues to captivate, inspire, and bewilder. The mystery refuses to be confined to the past. Instead, it pervades the present, etching a permanent place in popular culture and sparking an endless quest for answers. The Dietlov Pass, once a remote and isolated part of the Ural Mountains, has transformed into a place of pilgrimage for those entranced by the mystery. Every year, hikers and curiosity seekers venture to the site, braving the harsh Siberian conditions in homage to the nine hikers and the enigma that surrounds their deaths. The incident has permeated popular culture, inspiring numerous books, documentaries, films, and even video games. Each presents its interpretation of the events, offering new insights, conjectures, or imaginative explanations. The eerie and haunting photographs taken by the hikers themselves, preserved in their cameras discovered at the campsite, provide a chilling backdrop to these narratives. The Dietlov Pass incident has also served as a powerful catalyst for scientific and investigative pursuits. While some have undertaken exhaustive research to explore the avalanche theory further, others are attracted by the more enigmatic aspects of the mystery. The incident has proven a fertile ground for both hard science and speculative conjecture, each contributing to the rich tapestry of the Dietlov narrative. At the core of the incident's enduring intrigue is its profound humanity. The story of the nine young adventurers, united by their passion for exploration, resonates across generations. 
the tragic end they met is a chilling reminder of the human vulnerability against the unyielding forces of nature, while their bravery and zest for life continue to inspire. The Dyatlov Pass incident, despite the passage of time and numerous attempts to solve its mystery, remains alive in the collective consciousness. It stands not just as a testament to a chilling tragedy, but also as a symbol of enduring human curiosity and the ceaseless quest for truth. Even today, as the wind whips across the lonely pass in the Ural Mountains, the echoes of the Dyatlov mystery continue to resonate, refusing to be silenced.